guys, what's going on? My name is Brett, and you're listening to GBB, a video game podcast. Uh, a little bit before I get started with everything that I wanted to talk about on this in particular podcast, is just a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about. Um, as the name entails, it is a mainly video game podcast, but I also am going to be talking about things like comic books, uh, movies, and TV shows, things like that, things that I personally enjoy. A um, little bit about me. I don't have any previous gaming experience outside of my personal gaming experience. I run a Twitch channel uh, that is kind of on the lower end. It's not anything that I've ever taken too seriously or anything, and I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time. Um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts on all different kinds of subjects, and I figured, what the hell? Why not make one? So, once more, my name is Brett, and you're listening to GBB, a video game podcast. So yesterday, one of the biggest gaming events of the year was held, the Game Awards. There were a lot of games announced. The award winners, some of them were kind of surprising to me. And then there was also the Disney Investor Day, uh, talking about a lot of just Disney properties in general, things like uh, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Lucasfilm in general. So we are going to talk about all of that, starting with the Game Awards, because this is a video game podcast. Uh, let's start with the game announcements, because that seems like the most interesting part to me. Uh, Starting with Devolver Digital, they announced Loop Hero, which is a deck building, a deck building roguelike, uh, and it seems kind of interesting. Um, I'm a huge fan of roguelites, deck builders not so much, uh, but the gameplay looked really interesting, and I'm excited to see more on that game. It definitely ha- it hit some different things with me. It, it looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, Near Replicant got a gameplay reveal. That was super cool because uh, the last Nair game was phenomenal. It's one of my favorite games of this past generation. Uh, definitely worth playing if you haven't already. Super, super fun. Hack and slash, just mindless fun. And the story is great. Wasn't expecting such a good story out of that game. And I've never played Replicant, so hopefully this one's good too. Sephiroth was also announced for Smash Brothers. That was pretty freaking awesome, especially the reveal whenever uh, he cuts like everything in World of Light in half and it goes straight into the Sephiroth theme. Ooh, Ooh that, that, that just, it hit something and it was the right chord. He's going to be a fun character to play. Everything that they showed off for him looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. The trailer was perfect. Just real good. Really good. Uh, they did a cinematic trailer for the Perfect Dark game. Uh, I haven't played Perfect Dark since I was really young, so this looks like it's going to be r- real good. And it's coming from the initiative, so I'm excited to see how this game compares in comparison to Cyberpunk that just came out. I'm playing through that right now, and I'm just hoping that they hit the gameplay right, because right now Cyberpunk feels a little choppy, but it's fine. Uh, Back for Blood, the 
the team that did Left 4 Dead left Steam, and they're doing a new Left 4 Dead successor. Uh, it looked really fun. They're doing a open alpha next week, and it's launching in June. They also showed not only a cinematic trailer, but also a actual like gameplay trailer, and it looked just like Left 4 Dead. And I know a lot of people and a lot of my friends are super hyped for that. I'm hyped for it. It, I signed up for the alpha. Like, I'm I'm ready for that game. I'm ready to just go back to mindless zombie killing for for a little bit. Uh, they announced the Forza and Cyberpunk 2077 crossover. That seems kind of cool. You get a Cyberpunk vehicle. I really like the Forza Horizon series. So, uh, the the dude that made uh, Dead Space is back. He's back with a new horror game called the Callisto Pro uh, Protocol. That game, the they just showed a cinematic trailer. Not launching until 2022, but if it's anything like Dead Space, I am all in. Dead Space is one of my favorite horror series up until 3, but we all know that. Uh, I am actually really excited to see how this goes, especially since his last projects with Activision weren't so great because he just got stuck in Call of Duty. Sad day. They showed off some Warhammer, 4000 Darktide, 4D. 40,000 Dark Tide gameplay. Um, I've never really played the Warhammer games, but looks interesting enough. Excited for the people that get that game. Uh, Disco Elysium is getting a final cut announced. Uh, they showed off some new stuff for Dragon Age 4. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Bioware does with this. Inquisition was great. I know their last couple games have been kind of duds, but I'm really excited to see A, Dragon Age 4, and B, Anthem Next. Whenever they finally show off Anthem Next, that is, I hope that they really show it off in a great light and that they did some great things with Anthem Next, but Dragon Age 4, I want to see gameplay. I want to see like more of the setting it, it it just it looks so so good from the cinematic trailers just show us gameplay and don't let it be like mass effect andromeda uh let's see what else is really 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 cool out of this they showed off some a lot of like indie games which was really cool uh endless dungeon which is a spiritual successor to Endless Endless Dungeon. I've never played that, but I, it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, Crimson Desert got its first gameplay trailer. I didn't watch that because I was probably busy making food or something. Um, Overcooked 2 gets a new chef. Overcooked 2 is super fun, so excited for that. Uh, the first season of Black Ops got showed off. I'm... I've been enjoying Black Ops Cold War for what it is. Uh, wish it had some more content, so hopefully this will scratch an itch whenever I'm done playing Cyberpunk. Uh, but the Warzone stuff just kind of looked meh. Like, I'm a huge fan of Warzone. Me and my friends play it all the time. But we're going to 
a map that was already made in Black Ops 4 for Blackout. Uh, it's not an actual replacement for the original Warzone map, and it's so small. Like, it, it's literally... Uh, if I wanted to go back to Alcatraz, I'd just go back and play Black Ops 4, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, thinking, like, bringing that back. I know that they... Like, the whole Call of Duty situation right now is just a lot of reuse because of the fact that they only had a year to basically make this one. I, I think that this game should have been pushed back and launched with all this stuff, but whatever. So, that's cool, I guess. Arc 2 got announced with Vin Diesel in the trailer. Arc 2. The trailer was really... Like, the animation looked really bad. and I don't know. After... After uh, that developer's, like, track rec record after Atlas, I don't think that anyone should buy this game. But if you're into ARK, hey, you're getting a new game. I'm excited for you. I hope it's good just for your sake. Uh, Outriders got some new gameplay stuffs that literally launches in, like, two months. It's looking better than Anthem did. But also it's... I don't know. It, it, I, I'm not into the... Like, I love loot-based games. I really do. I think loot-based games are some of the most fun out. But whenever you're doing things like Godfall and... Like, no. It, it just... It looks fun enough. I just hope that they have enough to keep people satisfied. Uh, out of the blue, though, Evil Dead got a game announced, and I will play the shit out of that just because it's Evil Dead. But also, why would you make an Evil Dead game? It, it looks like four. It looks like a four-player, like co-op game, kind of like basically what Left 4 Dead was. It's like four-player co-op going through killing zombies and stuff. But I mean, they're not zombies, so. It, it's going to be a very weird game, and I'm excited for that. I, I want to see how this game turns out. Uh, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, that seemed pretty cool. It also got announced with some sort of uh, like arcade cabinet from Capcom um, coming to the Switch, and only for the Switch. I played Ghost and Goblins when I was really young. I'll play it again now. It's fine. Uh, we got a new look at Returnal, which is super, super cool. Because it literally looks like a Metroidvania mixed with uh, Risk of Rain. And I've been playing a lot of Risk of Rain recently. And if this game is anything like that, I will love it. Uh, some of the monsters looked really janky, but I don't know if you can get much better than what they're showing off. And I'm excited for it. That's only like three months away. It's March 19th, 2021 for the release date. I'm I'm actually really excited for that. Uh, the guy that yelled fuck the Grammys at the last Game Awards uh, announced his new game. It takes two. Uh, got some gameplay trailer show, stuff shown off and it looks really funny and weird. Um, but it also is coming from the guy who yelled fuck the Grammys, so of course I'm buying it. 
Uh, Super Super Meat Boy Forever finally got a release date as well, and it is a Epic Game Store exclusive though. But releases on December twenty third. Do we still hate on Epic Game Store? I know that we don't like exclusivity, but I'm not sure if we're like still hating on them. If we are, fuck them. If we're not, hey, I, I use it for some games just because. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online got some new stuff announced with Gates of Oblivion. It got a cool cinematic trailer showing. Um, and then on January 21st, they are also showing off more of it. Um, I'm cool. I'm excited to see more Oblivion stuff because that game is great. I want it to be remastered. It needs to be remastered. Uh, but Elder Scrolls Online is super good. And if you haven't tried it out and are wanting an MMO to play with friends, uh, it's like $8 at all times. Go pick it up. It's super good. And if you can find it out of GameStop, it's like $0.99. Cents. Monster Hunter Rise got a trailer and an upcoming demo. Uh, the demo is planned for January, but the trailer looks super cool. I'm, I mean, Monster Hunter World was great, and seeing Nintendo Switch get a kind of spinoff of something that's very reminiscent of World is super cool because the Switch needs more games like that. Among Us showed off their new map with a cool trailer. Uh, it's cool seeing that that game is getting so much love. I really, I really enjoyed playing that game throughout the pandemic and everything, and with a lot of my friends. Uh, even if I did get very tired of playing with those friends because they all decided to get real smart and not play the game based off of the way we started to, but because we all grew and learned. I love the game. It's just a very different game now that people are so into it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, though. It's so good. Fortnite got some new stuff with Master Chief coming to it with a new uh, Halo mode. Um, pretty cool. I love Halo. Uh, still play Fortnite from time to time. So it's kind of crazy the fact that, like, the way they're doing all of their crossovers and stuff like that. Uh, Never really expected it to get to this point. I know that they did Psycho like five seasons ago or something like that, and that was super cool. But I feel like I saw a tweet earlier today that saying that Fortnite is becoming the Funko of video games. It's literally just you're going to have so many crossover events and stuff like that that it's literally just going to be you collecting these skins. But the difference is that you can't resell these skins. Like at least with I guess I guess with Funko you can resell them for a little bit of money back, and especially the rare ones you can get some money like some decent money off that. But it's cool seeing all like all these crazy characters coming in. First it was Kratos and now Master Chief. They also showed off the fact that the next crossover is going to be with The Walking Dead's Daryl and Michonne, and that's cool. I don't like The Walking Dead, but it's cool that they're getting still getting some love and stuff. Scarlet Nexus got a release window. Uh, that looks like Code Vein 2, but I don't know. I, I know that's still made by Bandai Namco. I don't know if it's in the same like, series or anything like that. I was going to say the same vein, but that just seemed like a dumb joke, and I decided not to. But it's an action RPG. Summer 2021. 
I'm sure some people will like it. And something that came out of complete left field was Just Cause Mobile. I don't even want to talk about this. Just why? Literally, like, why? Get it out of here. Go away. Uh, Riot showed off their new RPG game uh, that takes place in the League of Legends universe. Uh, whenever they first showed off this game, I was just kind of meh to it. I'm still meh to it. I know a lot of League of Legends fans are pretty like hyped for it, especially lore buffs. And I don't, un I didn't like League. I'm, I like Dota a lot more, and I'm still not that into Dota either. But uh, coming in 2021, and it's turn-based RPG looks looks cool. I guess fun time. Uh, but the biggest trailer of the night probably and probably the most interesting uh is mass effect mass effect is getting a new game it takes place before andromeda but after three and the trailer looked super cool it looked like it had a lot of like little hints towards different things that could be happening in the universe at the time they showed liara at the very end liara's super cool character uh, if you haven't watched it yet, go do that now. If, if you're not a Mass Effect fan, Mass Effect Trilogy is coming out sometime in spring. You need it, It's one of those games that, like, I wouldn't say are a must-play, but if you're super into game, like movies like Star Wars or sci-fi in general, play Mass Effect. It, it's so good. There's so much to it. You You can get lost in that game series. Super good. Whereas the winners of all of the awards aren't as interesting, in my opinion. Uh, we have, I'll go through esports first. Esports team, G2 Esports 1, Esports host. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I don't, I think he was from uh, League. I think he's a League. Uh, caster. Cool, I guess. I, I, I don't watch League of Legends esports, but it's super cool that League is still getting so much attention in the esports scene, uh, especially since League of Legends won esports game of the year, and they won esports event of the year with the World Championship, which is crazy. Like It's crazy to me that League still gets so much love in the esports scene it's still so huge it's great seeing that a game that's almost 10 years or over 10 years now has been given so much love in this time i'm really i'm really excited for that at least hopefully more games take after that and stop releasing so many games so often and just if you're an esports game keep it at that uh esports coach was danny sorson sorensen I don't know what team he coaches, but congrats to Danny. Esports athlete was uh, Showmaker, which I'm pretty sure was also a League person. Super cool. Like I said, I love the fact that League is getting so much esports recognition. Uh, content creator of the year was Valkyrie. She streams on YouTube, and she definitely deserved it. She has grown a lot in like the past years. Helping 100 Thieves a whole hell of a lot. I'm 
I'm excited for her. That's it's really nice. Uh, especially since she beat like Tim the Tapman and Nick Merckx, and they both had amazing years on Twitch. It was cool seeing a YouTube streamer beat out a couple of Twitch streamers, showing that Twitch isn't number one all the time anymore. Uh, multiplayer game, Among Us was the winner. Super hyped for them. They definitely deserved it. It it was a very heartfelt and like speech that the lady gave afterwards as well. She, she was like tearing up. I'm super hyped for that team, especially with them being so small. I I hope that they, like with all the money that they've gotten and stuff from Among Us and everything that they continue developing great games. I'm super excited for them. Sports and Racing was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and the 90s kid in me loves that. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 was great. Definitely deserved to win. Sim strategy game was Microsoft Flight Simulator, beating out another Microsoft game, Gears Tactic. Tactics. I haven't played Microsoft Flight Simulator, but it's so pretty and I want to, but I'm not going to try and free up 100 gigs to download it. <clears throat> Best family game is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I love that game. It definitely deserved to win. Be, be there and win family game. It's such a cute game, and if you're not playing it, Get your shit together. Play a cute game. Fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate one, which kind of pissed me off, but especially since it beat Grand Blue. Like, Mortal Kombat 11 has been out for over a year, but because it released its Ultimate Edition, it won this year, and Grand Blue was a great fighting game. So, I digress, but whatever. RPG, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Deserved. That game is great. Go play it. I need to beat it. Some, at some point, I will. Really surprised to beat over Genshin Impact because that game was also like massive. Lots of people reviewed that very highly. Uh, action adventure game is kind of where it starts going downhill because The Last of Us Part Two won. Um, I was really hoping Jedi Fallen Order would, but also with how many bugs that game had at launch, I understand why it didn't. Um, but it also beat over Ghost Tsushima. Okay. I loved Last of Us Part 2. I think that story-wise it was great. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, but hey, it's fine. I, I'm i not afraid to say that I liked Last of Us Part 2. Action game, Hades 1. Super great seeing Hades get so much attention as an indie game. I love whenever indie games win these sort of things. They like deserve to be up there just as much as any other. Innovation and accessibility. I actually agree with this one a lot with Last of Us 2 Part 2 winning. Um, just because they did so much to actually help the disabled community. Like, I saw so many disabled streamers actually playing that game. It was so cool to see, and I loved it. And I'm glad that they're doing stuff like this. I hope more and more uh, developers take after that. Like, this thing and actually go do more stuff in accessibility like it, it, it needs to be done congrats to the last of us part two for that one brar game i was really hoping star wars squadrons would win this game just because i wanted to see a star wars game up there win one but half-life alex which is no surprise because that game looks great i've only watched gameplay like gameplay of it and playthroughs and I really 
I really liked it just watching it too. Definitely worth it. Community support was Fall Guys, and Fall Guys had one of the greatest community stuff, like the entire uh, like pandemic stay at home stuff. I am super supportive of that like community. I'm glad that they won community support. Mobile game was Among Us, which also very well deserved. Uh, it's one of the best mobile games out there. It's so much fun to play with friends on there. I, I think this is the first time I've seen my girlfriend try and get her non-gaming friends to play games with her because that game is just so fun. We played it with like her family one night, and it was crazy. It was weird, but also like super enjoyable. It, it was it was a fun time, and if you're not playing this game with your family too, do that. Uh, debut indie game, Phasmophobia. I don't know anything about more like Carry on a Mortal Shell or anything like that, other than Mortal Shell being Dark Souls esque, and I was really expecting that to win because of the fact that it seems so polished. But Phasmophobia did get a lot of attention, so it doesn't surprise me that that won. I I just I've been playing it with a couple of friends and stuff, and it's a lot of fun whenever you're actually playing with somebody that's kind of a scaredy cat or like something really glitchy happens and you're just it's a fun time uh indie game won our hades won the indie game award which well deserved hades is one of the top games of the year i've seen so many people like so many playthroughs of it just because i like watching playthroughs i need to actually play it myself that game looks so fun uh best ongoing game no man's sky deserved uh that game is whenever it launched it was in a very poor state but they've turned that entire thing around uh games for impact tell me why i didn't play any of the games in this list i figured tell me why would win but i don't know why I, I don't know why i i'm happy for them though maybe i should play it so that way i get some impact going Performance was Laura Bailey as Abby from The Last of Us 2, which was really surprising because everyone hated Abby. I didn't think that Abby was the most compelling character in The Last of Us 2. I thought Ashley Johnson personally did a better job. I love Laura Bailey, though, and I'm super happy for her, so congrats. Audio design, Last of Us 2, and you're kind of starting to see the like pattern here. Last of Us 2 is kind of sweeping the Game Awards which I didn't expect. Like, I didn't expect them to sweep the Game Awards as much as they did, especially whenever they were going up against Doom Eternal for audio design, and that game's entire, like, premise is audio design. Not just music and score, but audio design in general. Speaking of score and music, Final Fantasy VII Remake won that one, which... That one is a close call for me. Final Fantasy VII Remake had some amazing, amazing music, but as a metalhead, I really wanted Doom Eternal to win. Rip and tear. It's fine. Art Direction, Ghost of Tsushima won, which so well deserved. Kind of surprised it won over Ori and the Will of the Wisp, but Ghost of Tsushima is probably my game of the year. It is so fun to play. There is so much to do. I never felt bored. It gripped me the entire time. And then their multiplayer mode was super fun. Art Direction definitely deserves it because it's just such a pretty game. So, so deserved. 
narrative, The Last of Us 2. Agree to disagree. I really liked the narrative of Last of Us Part 2 and the games it was going up against. I'd say that it had the best narrative, so I agree with that, I guess. Most anticipated game it was the only time Elden Ring was actually mentioned at all. Uh, so I'm sorry, Elden Ring fans, but you're just going to have to wait longer. Uh, game direction, Last of Us Part 2. Okay, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't understand game directions spot there. I don't know what it like stands for, so it's fine. Um, congrats to Naughty Dog for all the awards, and then Game of the Year, which is the most bullshit one, and I'm very sad because it beat over every other game. Was The Last of Us Part Two, which was very poorly reviewed, uh, by by fans great with critics and i want i i want to know more about how they decide the process of who gets what awards because uh it beat animal crossing new horizons which i think that it that game had such a huge impact on this year for like it releasing right whenever quarantine started and everything it i mean it sold 30 million copies that game is massive it beat out Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was a great remake. I'm usually somebody that says remake, remake shouldn't be able to win Game of the Year, but it's a great game outside of Final Fantasy like VII. It's not the same game at all, so I'm surprised that it beat over that. I'm especially surprised it beat over Ghost of Tsushima, because that game's like gameplay and art and sound, just everything about... Ghost Tsushima was great, and I'm sad to see Last of Us Part Two win it. But also, congrats to the Last of Us Part Two. I love the fact that it it won all these awards because I actually really thoroughly enjoyed that game. It's a very good game. So that does it for all of the like game awards stuff. Um, hopefully, we get some more game announcements soon because I want to see more from Anthem. I want to see more from... Uh, like, there's a lot of the games that are announced that haven't been shown off at all, and I just want to see more from that. So other than the Game Awards, we also had the Disney Investors Day yesterday. It had a lot of announcements for Marvel, Disney, and Lucasfilm, along with FX and Hulu. Uh, also some ESPN stuff. I'm going to cover kind of what I think is the most interesting, the most nerdy, uh, mainly things like um, the stuff on Hulu, the Marvel stuff, Disney, um, just kind of things like that. I think for me that that'll be the most interesting. I'm not a huge sports guy. I'm not going to go over all the sports things that they have going on. Uh... So I'm just scrolling down Disney's Twitter feed because that's where they announced the majority of the stuff yesterday. Uh, and we're going to start with the Marvel things because I'm going to go from what they announced last to what they announced first. Uh, starting with the fact that John Watts is directing the uh, Marvel's version of Fantastic Four, which I think is a great, great choice. Uh I'm actually excited to see if this Fantastic Four is going to be good. I'm excited to see what casting they have, what kind of script. Because Fantastic Four is actually super interesting in the comics. But 
they haven't had a great movie yet. Like, I know that I'm super nostalgic for the original Fantastic Four movies, but they're not that good. And the new one especially wasn't. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, Black Panther 2 is going to be opening on July 8th of 2022. And they're not recasting Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Which I think is great. I'm, I was super upset whenever Chadwick Boseman died. Uh, like, his portrayal of T'Challa was great. His movies are all amazing. Like I, I loved him as an actor. I am excited to see what they do with Black Panther two. I hope that they don't do what they did with uh, Tarkin though, and Rogue One, and show off him like in CG and things like that. I don't think that that's super cool. I just want him to be able to rest in peace and his family to have closure and stuff like that. So. Uh, Peyton Reed is back to direct Ant-Man, uh, which is named Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, and that's a name for sure. Yeah. Uh, they have some new people joining the cast and they, they got Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. I'm excited to see Kang on the big screen. I think it'll be super interesting. Um, They they showed off. They didn't show anything for Blade. They talked about Blade a little bit, though. Uh, they announced Christian Bale will be in Thor uh, as Gore the God Butcher, which I don't know anything about Gore. I'm gonna need to read some of the comics that he's in and kind of get a thing. But that opens in on May 6, 2022. Um, they announced a series of shorts for Disney Plus about Baby Groot named I Am Groot which is exciting. I hope that it'll be a fun little experience of shorts. I love the fact that Marvel is getting so many Disney Plus series as a Disney Plus subscriber. Has me excited. Um, James Gunn is back to write and direct a uh, holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy. That'll come sometime in 2022. Probably, you know, Christmas time. But it's super cool that they're doing a holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy. And James Gunn even tweeted about the fact that he liked, unironically, the Star Wars holiday special. So let's hope this is as much of a train wreck and I would love to see it. Uh, they announced some new TV shows with uh, Don Cheadle coming back as James Rhodes for War Machine and Armor Wars. Uh, they gave a little bit of like a like a synopsis of what it's going to be about, saying a classic Marvel story about Tony's uh, Tony Stark's worst fears coming true. What happens when his tech falls into the wrong hands? Uh, I think that that's going to be super cool. It's sad that Tony won't actually be in the in the show, but it's fine, I guess. Um, they're doing an Ironheart show, which is. Super cool. I'm actually really excited to see how that goes. It's it's cool seeing all of this like the newer comic stuff come come to light. I I want to see the show be great. I hope that Ironheart gets movie it gets put in movies and stuff like that and isn't stuck to just TV shows. But it's fine. Uh, they announced a Secret Invasion show. Uh, I love this. I wanted. I wish that this would have been 
a movie, though. I wish that this would have been the next set of movies rather than what they're doing, which is going to be the multiverse, which is fine because I love the multiverse. But Secret Invasion is such a in, like integral plot point that it's going to need like every every hero basically in it. But they have Samuel L. Jackson coming back, uh, and uh, Ben Min- Mendelsohn. I always mispronounce his name he was the scroll talos in captain marvel uh he's coming back as well and i'm excited to see both of them but i don't like if this is a secret if this is secret invasion it can't just be them too like it's it needs a lot more um they said that moon knight is coming but they haven't said anything else i'm excited for moon knight i love him as a character i want it to be good uh she-Hulk has got some more information with uh, Tatiana Maslany. I don't know how to say her name. I know that she was in Orphan Black. I didn't watch Orphan Black, though. I've been told it is something that I should watch, though. So I will plan on watching that. Uh, But she's going to portray Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. And Tim Roth comes back as the Abomination with Mark Ruffalo coming back as the Hulk. Uh, Super cool announcements for, like, casting there. Uh, excited to see Tim Roth back. I want to see his Abomination again. Not because it was good, but because it's interesting. Um, they also announced directors, and that was Kat... I've never seen anything that they've directed, as far as I know. It's Kat Corio. I can't say her last name, but I'm super glad that they got some female directors in there to produce a female-led show. Uh, but the other one was Anu Viola. I hate the fact that I can't pronounce your guys' names, and I'm sorry. So if you ever watch this episode, I'm sorry. Kill me later. But it's fine. Um, they announced some additional cast stuff for Hawkeye, uh, with the, all the Hawkeye leaks and everything. Like It's no surprise that they talked more about Hawkeye in general. Uh Especially since Kate Bishop's going to be in it. And they're doing a lot with Kate Bishop right now. She just got introduced in the uh, Marvel Avengers game. And she's going to be one of the main focuses in uh, the Hawkeye show. Which is exciting. Uh, They announced some stuff for Captain Marvel 2. Um... Nothing super crazy, just some casting stuff with Brie Larson returning and the fact that it is coming at November 11th of 2022. Uh, they showed off kind of like a trailer, more of a sizzle reel kind of thing for um, Ms. Marvel, which, if I'm being honest here, I like the casting for Kamala Khan, but her best friends are casted entirely wrong. Like, one of them is supposed to be Muslim, but she's being portrayed by a, like, Trump supporter. And I think casting like that makes a huge difference in saying, like, who they support. So I think that that some of the casting needs to be redone. And not saying that, like, being a Trump supporter is entirely bad, but it sets a different precedence for Muslims and things like that. Like, I, I think that they need the correct representation. Um, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a 24-year-old with a podcast. 
that is on the first episode of it. So it's fine. I hope that that show does really well, though. I love Kamala Khan. Uh, they announced the uh, the entire like cast for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which has me actually super excited because they did some great casting in it. And if you want to go look at that, they have a picture of it because it's a lot of casting stuff. Uh, they showed off a trailer for the What If series coming in summer of 2021. Uh, it's animated. I'm excited for it. I, I love the what if like storylines of like what if uh like Cap was Cap was actually part of Hydra. What if Tony didn't become Iron Man? Things like that. But they specifically showed off uh what if T'Challa got picked up by uh the Guardians rather than Peter did, and I think that's such an interesting storyline. I'm excited for it. They showed off a trailer for Loki coming in May of 2021, and that show looks bonkers and amazing. And as he says on the trailer, glorious. I'm excited for that show. I want to see more. I just hope it's really good. I, I'm not a huge Loki fan, but the show looks great. Uh, Black Widow got the May 7th, 2021 release date finally set, and it will only be in theaters. It's not going to Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts streaming on March 19th, and it also got a trailer. Um, I don't know what one of the villains was in it. The, her mask was kind of cool, but they showed off uh, Baron Zemo a little bit, and I'm excited for that. I, I, I liked Baron Zemo and uh, Civil War. I hope he gets his purple mask. Uh, they also showed off the trailer for WandaVision, which that show looks amazing, and I'm really excited for it. And it starts streaming on January 15th, which is like two, three weeks after Mandalorian ends. So I don't have, like, I don't have to cancel my Disney Plus subscription. For a couple months. I literally just can let it keep going. Because they're giving me content I actually want for once. So. I love I love the look of WandaVision. I love the whole premise of it. And the fact that this is setting up the multiverse is great. So. That's awesome. Uh, the next thing they kind of talked about. In the Investors Day. Was the fact that. Um, they, they're doing a lot of like. Pixar and. Disney movie stuff. Um, first being that Buzz Lightyear is getting his own movie coming out June 17th of 2020, voiced by Chris Evans. The movie is called Lightyear. I'm actually really excited for it. It looks like it's going to be really good. Other than Lightyear, they announced Turning Red, uh, which is about a, a red panda. It, it looks interesting. I don't know. I, I it, It's a movie about a kid and a, red, a giant red panda. Could be interesting. I don't know. It's fine. Um, Pixar is doing a animated series called Win or Lose, along with a new series about Lightning McQueen and Mater on a road trip across the country, which that'll be interesting. I think a lot of kids will like that. 
Um, win or lose will be fall of 2023. The new Lightning McQueen and Mater series will be out on 20, uh, in fall of 2022. Uh, they're also doing a third series called Doug Days. Uh, it's a up spinoff. Uh, it comes out in fall of 2021. So each of their series are one after another each year. That's cool. I'm always a big fan of Pixar, like new Pixar items, shows, movies, things like that. Their animation is always top notch. So seeing them get some Disney Plus stuff is great. Um, there are five episodes of a Inside Pixar documentary series that are apparently now streaming on Disney Plus with more coming. Uh, I think it's just called Inside Pixar. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to while I do work today. Um, maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. Just depends. <sighs> Uh, they announced a movie called Soul from Pixar. It's apparently premiering this Christmas. Uh, they're also doing a short called Burrow. I, they didn't show off any trailer or anything, so they're like, I, I think they've shown off Soul before, um, but I don't. No, I, I haven't seen anything on it personally. So, and then Disney Animation announced four, uh, five, I think. I think they announced a total of five shows uh, coming to Disney+. Plus. They're all animated. The first of three are coming in 2022. They are Baymax, Zootopia Plus, and uh, Tiana, which I love all three of those series. Um, you know... I think it was Big Hero 6 was the name of the, uh, the one with Baymax. I I loved that movie. I have a... It's a huge thing with me about brotherly bonds and stuff like that because I have two brothers. So it was like super awesome watching that movie. Baymax is going to be great. Zootopia Plus I just liked because it was a cute kids movie. Um, I'm excited for it. it. I'm sure my nephew will like it and things like that. And then Tiana, I loved... Princess and the Frog. They never did a sequel to it. Tiana deserves more love. That's all I'm saying. The fifth, though, is Iwaju. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a uh, Pan-African company actually like helping Disney Animation do it. Um, it's coming in 2022. I love... like It looks very... From the picture they showed, it looks like Wakanda. It's super cool looking and i can't wait to watch it i i love all the inclusion disney is doing right now it's great perfect amazing and i love it uh they also showed off a lot of stuff for uh raya and the last dragon i'll watch that i don't know anything about it though they also announced uh, a new pinocchio series it's live action it stars Tom Hanks. That's cool. They also showed off uh, a Peter Pan and Wendy uh, Tinkerbell 
movie. I, I think it might be a movie. They didn't actually say what it was. It might be a TV show. Uh, but it's called Peter Pan and Wendy. And that's cool. Jude Law is back as Captain Hook. So that's a thing. Uh, scrolling through here. Focus Focus 2 is coming to Disney+. Plus. That's cool. Uh, going on to some Hulu things. Uh, I guess it's not entirely Hulu. It might just be Disney, more like Disney things. Um, the Mighty Ducks are coming back with the original cast in a new series. I'm excited for that. Uh, Disney Disney Plus seems to be like really trying to kill it with how much content they have to work with, and they're trying to bring back a lot of nostalgia things to get more people subscribed. I'm not hating it because Disney Plus isn't the worst streaming platform out there, but it's also not the best. And if it can compete with HBO Max, which is its main, like, I know that its main competitor is like Netflix with with the way Hulu is, but Disney Plus is a competitor to HBO Max, and HBO Max has the better content right now. Other than like, I haven't watched a lot of HBO Max originals. But the only originals that Disney really had going for it, at, at least at, before yesterday, was Mandalorian and the promise of good, like Disney shows, or like not Disney, but uh, Marvel shows coming. They didn't have anything at launch other than Mandalorian. Clone Wars final season was great, but it was also Clone Wars, so we never doubted that. Everything else that they had shown, though, wasn't all that great, and we just needed to know that stuff was coming, and now they've really let us know. HBO Max is getting all of WB's movies, though, for the 2021 slate, and that is super exciting. So Disney's not really trying to compete with that. They need to. I mean, maybe they don't. They're probably going to make money either way. These multi-billion dollar companies don't need me saying what they need to do or not. So it's fine. Uh, on to Lucasfilm, the thing that I've been waiting to talk about because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I literally have three Star Wars tattoos. I love them. Let's go get on to Star Wars. Uh, Patty Jenkins is uh, directing a Rogue Squadrons movie. Uh, I don't know what time it takes place or anything like that. I think it doesn't come out until 2023 anyway. Take your time with that. Rogue Squadrons needs to be great. Uh, they reaffirmed that uh, Watiti is still developing a new Star Wars feature film. Um, Lucasfilm had a couple of other things that they're doing. Um, I, I don't know about Blood and Bone at all, but... It sounds like it's going to be interesting. I, I, it's a, it's a novel. It's Children of Blood and Bone is what it's actually called, but it's being developed between Lucasfilm and Twentieth Century Studios, which is cool. I'm probably going to read the novel. I want to see what that's about. Um, they announced that uh, Harrison Ford is coming back as Indy. Um, 
and that the new adventure will arrive in July 2022. That has an exciting thing for me. I hope that it's better than the last Indiana Jones movie, but also I think they need to do something new with it. Hopefully the Chris Pratt rumor is fake, though. I love Chris Pratt. Um, but he... I don't know if I want him as Indiana Jones. Like, as in an Indiana Jones movie. Give somebody else a shot, please. They also announced uh, a show called... Like, it's an original series from Lucasfilm called Willow. Uh, they didn't announce anything other than that, other than it's starring Warwick Davis, and John M. Chu is directing it. Uh, Lucas Animation. Yeah. Lucas Animation has some stuff coming. They're doing a, uh, a droid story about R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um... They didn't really announce anything other than that for that show. Uh, they announced a an animated show called The Acolyte that's set in the Star Wars universe during the High Republic era, but the High Republic books haven't come out yet. They didn't announce a release date for this show. I'm excited for it, though, and I'm excited for the High Republic books. But this show takes place during the final days like they the the synopsis that they said is it's a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era but the high republic era is just starting in the books and the comics literally in on january 5th so how are you going to show a do a show about the final days of the high republic just seems kind of weird to me. I wish they weren't doing it that way, but it's fine. Um, they're doing a show about Lando uh, with Donald Glover coming back, which is great. Uh, I wish that Solo would have gotten more love than it did because it's just a fun Star Wars movie. If anyone hasn't watched Star Wars and they want to get into it, watch Solo. It is just a fun movie. I also think Star Wars is at its best whenever it's not including the Jedi to be completely honest. So it's fine. They announced Star Wars Visions, which is an original a series of animated short films. Uh, it will also be done by some of the leading Japanese animators. Uh, so it's going to be an anime, which is super cool. I'm excited for that. They also did a sneak peek of The Bad Batch, and that trailer looks so good. Uh, the final, like, whenever it finally goes to the Bad Batch logo, it burns out from the Clone Wars from the middle out, and it says the Bad Batch underneath it. The trailer that they showed looks so good. It says that it's coming soon. So that could mean as soon as, like, early next year? Give it to me in the spring, Disney. I will sell my soul to you for any Star Wars content. So it's fine. Uh, they announced that Hayden Christensen will return as Darth Vader, joining Ewan McGregor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, and I just, I'm so ready to see both of them on screen again. I'm ready for more Vader. I'm ready for more Kenobi stuff. I want to see Kenobi after, like, the Purge. Give me Star Wars content. Especially stuff that has to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader. Um, but also give me stuff that takes place after the 
all the Empire. I want to know everything leading up to the new series, even though the new series wasn't great. It's fine. I want to know more about it. Uh, which they are, because they are giving us a Ahsoka show uh, with Rosario Dawson, which just showed up in The Mandalorian. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm super excited about that. It's especially since they mentioned Thrawn in that episode. Uh, I really like what they're doing. And I hope that this means that Ezra will come back in some way. Uh, I think that Ezra deserves an on-screen appearance in that show. But also, if it's taking place during the time of The Mandalorian, it's not gonna, he's not going to be in the show for another at least five years from whenever that show has taken place. Because at the end of Rebels, that's how long it takes for that. Uh, they're also doing another Mandalorian show spinoff called Rangers of the New Republic, which means Cara Dune is probably going to be the leader of that show. And I hope to God not, because Cara Dune is such a boring character. But if they do Cara Dune in a show, as long as they're showing some stuff about the New Republic, I'm fine. But it's fine. Like, that's that's cool. Um they're doing a new show on Hulu from FX. Uh, I'm switching gears from Star Wars now to back to Hulu and FX uh, because they're doing a show called Shogun. I don't know anything about it, but it has to do with Japanese stuff. And I just got done playing Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm still injecting that stuff into my veins. Also, the Ahsoka episode in Mandalorian was literally an old Japanese like samurai movie. So give me more sa- uh, like samurai type shit. I'm all down for it. Also, uh, I've had to like re-record the Disney part like three times, so I don't know if I've talked about the Alien show. And if I have, excuse it. And if I haven't, here they're announcing an they announced an Alien show. And I am so excited for that. I am in one of my cuts that I had to like re-record because I like messed up way too many times. I'm still getting this whole podcasting thing down. I talked about all of the like alien mem- memorabilia I have with like pops and original action figures and stuff like that. And I'm just so ready for new alien stuff. So if I did talk about it already, I'm sorry if I didn't. Alien show, and no, I'm excited, and you should be excited too. Uh, even though it doesn't have Ridley Scott in it, it has Noah uh, Folly, who did Legion, which was a great show, and Fargo. So it's going to be great either either way. Um, other Hulu stuff was that they did they announced another American Horror Story season. Uh, it's a new and. It's actually called American Horror Stories, so it's like more anthology based than American Horror Story already was. That's fine, I guess. Um, other than that, though, I mean, the rest of the stuff that they announced was ba- basically like uh, ESPN stuff, which I'm not a sports dude, so it's fine. Um, but I'm excited for all the original programming that they're getting, and I'm excited to 
stay subscribed to Disney Plus. I'm excited to stay subscribed to Hulu because of a lot of the shows that they're doing. Um, they didn't announce anything on whether or not uh, the rumors about all the Star uh not the Star Wars, all the Spider-Man casting was true, though, with uh, the original cast of The Amazing Spider-Man and uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man coming back, or if they announced that uh, Charlie, don't remember his last name, from Daredevil, uh, is coming back, because I really want more Daredevil stuff. Uh, there was rumors that he was going to be in the Spider-Man show or movie, um, if not, I hope that he comes back with his, his show, especially if they're doing the multiverse, I want to see, I want to see the defenders back, but really I just want to see Jessica Jones, uh, Daredevil and the Punisher, because those were the greatest parts of that area anyway. Um, I'm rewatching Daredevil for like the third time. It's such a good show. Please bring, please bring him back. So, but really, that is it for this podcast. Uh, kind of went on longer than I expected, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to actually listen to this. I greatly appreciate it. And if you guys have suggestions or anything, uh, let me know. I'll be posting about this on my Twitter, my Instagram. I will also start a Instagram and a Twitter specifically for uh, this podcast. And if you want to find me, uh, my Twitter handles are at Game Boy Brett, um, along with everywhere else that you can find me. Um, follow me on Twitch. You can also Game Boy Brett on there. Uh, I play a lot of video games and stuff like that. I'm currently playing through Cyberpunk on it. And... After I'm done playing Cyberpunk, I plan on doing a review on this podcast. Uh, I'll probably be doing a review with one of my good friends, Skeletor Vasari. Um, or his actual name is Robbie, so you might hear him on this podcast from time to time. It might become a thing where it's me and him doing a podcast. Just depends. But overall, if you guys have suggestions, questions, things you want me to cover, talk about, anything like that, Please send me DMs. You can find me on Anchor if you guys want to send me voice messages. Um, I'll listen to all. I'll read all of them. But I just want to thank you so much for listening. So this is Brett, and this has been GBB, a video game podcast.